Hey there, today we're going to take a little journey into the midst of the storm and talk about what it looks like to trust God when you're in the middle of being besieged. Like, what kind of steps do we take when in the middle of the storm? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Trust is My Home, a weekly podcast about living a covenant of trust with the Father. From Loretto House here in Austin, Texas to your own home, this podcast seeks to lay down and enflesh the foundation of trust that becomes the true rock on which to build a home. Each week we will talk about realigning our lives toward the Father. What does it mean to trust Him? If God is a good Father and we believe that, how does that change the way we live our lives? We'll dig deep into the hidden treasures of the hearts of mothers and fathers who are choosing to live radical trust in God and speak honestly about the challenges and the testimonies that come from such a life. This is a podcast from this home to your homes, meant to reach into the sometimes lonely struggles to weave encouragement, joy, and community into your day. So whether you're driving, cleaning, folding, or just stopping to listen, Welcome to Trust is My Home. Welcome to Trust is My Home, a recording from Loretto House, Austin, Texas. Today I am recording um, from, from the kind of this storm. I was thinking about how um, reporters and you know news anchors there's those those scenes um we're in there they're in the middle of a hurricane and you see there that everything's blowing and you know they're you can see the wind blowing across their face they're trying so hard just to hold on to the mic and you just like get this sense of like wow these are just really difficult conditions and they're they're describing you know all the things that are happening around them and I was thinking about that in the spiritual life. We don't often do that. You know, we don't send out news anchors in the middle of the storm. That's kind of unresolved. We usually wait. <clears throat> you know, we have a trial. We go through the trial. And then we tell like our testimony about getting through the trial. And today I'm in the middle of a spiritual storm. So I think that. And the news anchor, <laughs> and the news anchor in the midst of the storm. And I think it's important to actually speak about how do we live trust in the midst of the storm. Um, not necessarily, you know, on the other side of it, because when you're in a storm, uh, whatever that might be, I mean, that's the center of urgency, right? That's what's going on, and. When the storm's over, you're like, oh, wow, look at the beautiful sunset or, you know, your spirits are lifted. But what what do we do and how do we walk through the storm? And, you know, we recently heard the sad news of a priest who kind of ended his own life. And um, there's a lot of circumstances uh, surrounding that. And we don't know if it's, you know, if it was medication induced, but whatever the case, I think we have to start talking from the storm. Because if we only testify after the storm, then we create a certain kind of attitude that um, 
that the storm is, is a bad place to be. And if you had more faith, you wouldn't be in a storm. And then, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. So I'm, I'm in the middle of a time of, of really kind of like a darkness and, and feeling uh, kind of a confusion about what God's asking, a deep grief, a uh, feeling of loss. And I mean, even as I talk about it, like uh, uh, the pain is very close to me and it's not resolved. And it's crazy because um, this is what God wants me to speak from. And I'm really drawn to the reading um, of Jesus asleep in the boat in the middle of the storm. You know, the winds and the waves are blowing and, the, and they, and what is Jesus doing? He's asleep at the stern of the boat. And, um, you, you can imagine that, <laughs> come on, Jesus, wake up. Like, why are you sleeping? And, and so we see in the story that they wait, they go to wake Jesus up and they're like, can't you tell there's a storm? I mean, we're going to die here. Wake up. And what does he do? He, you know, he wakes up and he just calms the storm. He's like, be still. And he, then he says, you have little faith. So he questions the faith of people, or at least challenges them, I guess, to greater faith, calms the storm. And then they're like in awe because he can calm the, the waves, you know. But I was thinking about that reading because the fact they woke him up, kind of expecting him to do something, was that not faith at some level? I mean... They definitely let go of their self-sufficiency there. I mean, we can't do anything about this. So, but maybe you can, if you woke up. Um, why, did they, why did they tell him about the storm so urgently unless they were, you know, hoping and even having faith that he would do something? And so when he questions their faith, I don't have the Bible in front of me right now, so I'm just going off on the memory story. I hope that's okay. But when he questions their faith, it's interesting because is he asking them like to have been able to go through the storm longer with trust? Um, and then out of mercy, he just ends the storm? Or is he asking them to have enough faith to, to be able to calm the storm themselves? I don't know. Um, but I do feel that it's really important to talk about how do we live through storms? Well, what's the fruit of the storm itself, right? I mean, why do we have storms? And in a storm, it, what, I, what I mean by a storm, it could be, well, I mean, in the Ignatius uh, model, I guess they would call it desolation, a time of desolation, you know, uh, whatever that would look like, whether it's just I'm not getting any sleep because my children are young and I'm awake all night and I just feel totally empty and exhausted on a physical level. It could be, uh, you know, many of the things I care about and are excited for, they seem to be crashing down and so my circumstances are changing. It could be uh, feeling like you're trying to follow God's will uh, towards a goal and then everything changes and then you wonder, you're kind of left wondering if, you know, you can even hear God, if you're being punished, if God is even close to you, if he loves you. I mean, there's all norm, like so many voices that are willing to tell you many things in these storms. So when I'm talking about a storm, I, 
I mean, whenever it's not emotionally, spiritually, or even physically evident, right? Whenever it's like that time where there's some deep sense of the absence of God from your life. doesn't mean that he is absent, but the apparent absence of God. The apparent absence of, of the one that would say, peace be still. And then the desire for that, a uh, desire for clarity, a desire for peace, a desire for assurance. Um, so when I talk about a storm, it's anything that goes against that. And I happen to find myself in this place right now. Um, and it's interesting because I can bring the reasoned truth to, to, to this kind of storm. I could say, well, this is not in reality. I could be like, I'm like, I'm going to say the creed. Okay. Jesus is the savior. I can receive the Eucharist. Um, I can, you know, speak to God, but there's still some kind of, um, sense of kind of a discouragement or a sense of, I guess, absence or a grief, um, deep grief. And I am left unable to change that. So I'm, there are circumstances that no matter how positive a mindset I have, um, I cannot of my own remove, remove this, um, this difficulty. So I guess, what do we do there? And I think one of the things that we need to do is be honest. Um, we need to be honest. And, well, who do we need to be honest with? First of all, with God. And we need to be able to speak to God about where we're at. And, you know, maybe, maybe we get to be really, really virtuous <laughs> and we don't go wake him up. You know, we don't be like, Jesus, are you sleepy? Why? Why are you sleepy? Don't you realize how hard it is? But, you know, I do feel like that's a, first, a very good valid response, you know. And Jesus did not say, like, why did you wake me up? Come on. He, he just, he was just asking them to have a deeper sense of faith of their own peril. Like, I'm with you. Why would you think that you were in peril? So I think that the very first step when we're in any kind of storm or desolation or you could say depression or your spirit is discouraged, any of those whatever language you put on it, the very first step is to be honest with God about where we're at. And not, um, like don't dress it in piety because you feel like it's lacking faith, right? I think that God really appreciates honesty. Um, he is the truth. So, so to speak the truth, and maybe it's not the objective truth, maybe the truth of how you are feeling isn't the objective truth, but bringing the truth of how you are, like where you are in this moment, will allow God to be able to work. There's a lot of harm that can be done when we deny the truth of where we are. Because if we do that, if we deny the truth of where we are, because it, it seems like if we say that, it, it, it will look like we're lacking faith, what can end up happening is just very subtly a need for a certain kind of duplicity. So the first person we're honest with is, is with God. And then I would say, you know, where is your community? Uh, where are the people in your life that you know 
sharing your vulnerability is a safe thing. Like I can tell this person that I'm, I'm struggling. They're not just going to try to fix it. Um, but they'll encourage me. So hopefully it's, it's your spouse, but not always. Um, who can I also be honest with? So to take it out of just my mind, you know, my mind and then maybe even spoken to God, but how can I also bring this maybe to another? Because sometimes when I speak the battle, I expose the liar in a way that when I just keep it to myself, I can't, cannot expose the liar because it's, our heads are tricky. Like what happens and if we just try to fight a battle in our mind by ourselves, can go really, you know, messy because we don't have the ability to think ourselves to peace. Okay. And so you have to stop believing that you can. And when I say that, it doesn't mean you can't tell yourself the truth and align your thoughts. I'm talking about when you get into those mind battles where you're trying to figure out something that's confusing to you and you're thinking about it and you're analyzing it and you just like you get tangled up in all the yarn, right? So when we speak out loud, or when I speak to the Lord, like, Lord, this is where I am right now. And as I name where I am, I'm already inviting God into it. And to have another level of accountability to bring to in reality is to also have maybe community, friends, family, people that can receive you there. And I do think it is different. I mean, if somebody makes you feel guilty because you're struggling, obviously, uh, not a good person to talk to. So if you're struggling and you're having a hard time and maybe you're discouraged, maybe you're a mom at home with little ones and you're going, you feel like you're going crazy because you haven't talked to an, an adult for forever and you start doubting um, kind of yourself, you start berating yourself, you know, all those things that can come in. Um, if you have a friend you can talk to who's going to just be, recognize like, yeah, it can happen, not make you feel like, wow, what's wrong with you? Those are the kind of friends that you'd want to share this with. Somebody who can bring this to God with you. So what kind of friend or person are you looking for in sharing your struggle? Somebody who is going to stand with you as you approach God. Not somebody who's going to take the place of God by trying to fix it. And not somebody who's, who's going to make you feel like even smaller and like, what's wrong with you for suffering? right? Which is, there's two different extremes, right? So, so it is uncomfortable to be in the face of other people's suffering, right? And there's these temptations that we have when we're in the face of somebody else who's suffering. We want to, it to go away. So we can try to make it go away through different means. We can say, you're not really suffering. And then it'll just go away. Because <laughs> it, it never really is happening, which is not the case for that person. Or we can, um, we can say, you know, you are suffering, but, you know, and we can try to give them solutions and, and take their suffering away um, of our own will. Or we can say, wow, let's bring this to God. So in the storm, what do we do? We first are honest to God. we like, Lord, this is where I am right now. I'm in a place where I just, I need to know um, where you are in this. I don't, I want to follow you. I want to do your will. I want to dream with you, but I'm in this place where I'm being hit. And you know, sometimes we get to a place like so beaten that we're like, yeah, I don't even want to dream or anything. <laughs> Just like put me to sleep and it can be that bad, but we have to start by being honest. 
I believe if that we're honest with God, if we're like, this is where I am, because he knows our human weakness. So he's never going to ask more than he already knows we can do, right? Then he can take it the rest of the way. So in the Catholic Church and in our life, sometimes in our faith life, we don't give enough reverence to the storms. And I'm not talking about reverence to the lies, okay? I'm not saying we should, you know, you know, if we're in a season of desolation or a season of not everything's clear and it seems difficult walking, um, we're not loving it just for itself. But I think that there's reason for storms. Maybe God is exercising our trust. Maybe God's purifying parts of our hearts that need to be purified. There can be times where you're trying to share with another person where you're at and, and like there's no human person that can understand it. And it's like, God's like, I want you to bring this completely to me. So I, when I ponder about waking up Jesus on the boat and his line of like ha- lacking faith, I sometimes wonder if, okay, so what if the apostles in the storm, they're like, yeah, well, pretty windy out there I mean it looks pretty dangerous well you know what Jesus is sleeping so it can't be that bad (laughs) we'll just you know let ourselves kind of be still and just kind of exercise our hearts towards stillness right the peace of Christ that is beyond all understanding that will guard your heart because sometimes the resolution to a storm or to a time of desolation is not necessarily a change in circumstances. It's like a heart posture. It's learning to to approach the sleeping Jesus and and like lay our head on his heart, you know? It's like how do we because that I mean that's the that's the struggle. That's the the spiritual athlete in a way. Is the one that say, "Oh, Jesus is resting even in the midst of all of what's going on. I too can rest." And sometimes we're just not there. So I don't mean to say if, you, if you're not in that place, I believe that's a grace and I believe it's something we can ask for. Um, it's supernatural. So it's beyond our nature, okay? Uh, we have fight or fight mode, you know, when there's things that are, we feel that we're in danger, our, our being or our life is in danger, we go to fight or flight mode. But... God's wisdom and and what's going on, he can bring a greater truth to that. And that's why we bring what we're going through to him. And, and, and kind of where I am right now, it's like, Lord, this is where I am. And I am praying through this, you know, and I'm interceding through this to you. And I'm calling out your name through this. And there are moments when I'm able to even approach you as you're sleeping and just rest with you for a few minutes uh, before another wave hits me and reminds me that I'm cold and tired and exhausted, but you're still there. So um, I'm here and I'm, and I'm saying right now in this storm, Jesus, I trust in you. I'm saying to you, I trust you. And I don't even see, I don't see the promise that you've given me. So that cry of trust, right? The cry of trust in the storm. I think that's a beautiful cry. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you are 
even in your perceptions stripped of of a parent um kind of promise you know uh you don't see this the 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 sunset you don't see the sun around the clouds like if we can say jesus i trust in you those moments not only just say it but like even in the the midst of what we're going through like i am really struggling and this is what's happening but i just trust in you i mean what I do, and I'm exercising my trust, right? It's not perfect, but it's it's kind of it's the response, the the kind of the most honest of response, but it's also the response of faith, and and the perseverance of my faith in the midst of this. So, um, just to kind of recap and. To speak like when we're going through something really difficult, whether it's external to other people. So and sometimes the external sufferings are easier because everyone can can see, wow, you know, you went you're going through this. This must be hard. Um, it's the internal ones that are hard. Uh, how many how many of us have like anxiety or moments of just feeling really depressed or are feeling discouraged and we have this need to, to, to not be going through this because it seems like it's a lack of faith. Um, I don't propose, you know, like telling the whole world, somebody's like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing horrible, you know. But I do feel that we have to maintain a certain level of honesty, first of all, with, with ourselves and with God and with those that we love that can receive us in reverence. And it's a good, it's a, I think it's a good measure also of, of, of certain kinds of friendship, like godly friendship um, a friendship that that is of God is is someone who has enough trust to let you suffer um, as you are suffering, and then, but also is encouraging through prayer, and is encouraging through through that reverence to bring you to God. So, um, I guess th- th- my prayer is that. Even in the church that we have uh, more anchormen, so to speak, in the midst of the storm that can be the living witnesses of trust in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of like when we don't have enough money to pay the bills, in the midst of we're trying to raise a family and, you know, like in the midst, testimonies are powerful, right? Testimonies are powerful, like, wow, I went through this and I was going through all of this and then God showed up. But it's like, God, you're with me right now. I don't see you. I don't feel you. But we've been together long enough for me to know that you're here. And you promised in your word that you're here. And so, Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in you in the midst of this storm. And so much more will my rejoicing be. You know, when, when I can see with even greater clarity or, and, and, and perceive and know your love in a deeper place. And you know the places in my heart that need healing. You know the things I need to let go of. You know the faith I need. I give you permission. I'm right here and I, I can't do this on my own. I'm not helpless. I can, I can make an act of faith. I can keep walking forward. But there are things that need your touch, your attentive touch, your love, you know, Holy Spirit to come over and breathe new life into. And if 
for me to be in the storm and feel that and know like I have this need in my heart, in my spirit for you, if that's what the storm is for, I mean, if, you know, when things are going great, we often don't have the same kind of like, God, I need you, right? But when we're in a place of desolation, it's like, God, I need you. But we're always in need of God. So if right now my need for God is more clear, praise the Lord. Because I always need God. And there's a truth being spoken in the midst of the storm that sometimes I forget when, when the path is smooth and the way is clear. So I just, uh, just pray for anyone right now who is in the midst of a storm. And I pray especially for priests. I just want to end this prayer for priests um, to have, have permission to have permission to be um, to struggle with desolation <laughs> and to be able to proclaim the truth in the midst of the storm without having to put on a false um, persona or to feel that they're lacking in faith, right? So like those who are called to witness Christ to us, often um, they can carry a, a heavier burden of kind of having it together. And I think that the more honest we all are and what we're bringing to God as we are um, walking together, there's going to be greater fruits and a, a greater strength for the whole church. So I just pray for priests that, that all priests, first of all, that they might know Mary uh, very close to them, that they might have uh, friendships that they can bring um, their heart to, that they can bring their struggles to, that they might have, um, you know, brothers, brothers in arms to, to walk with them. And for, you know, for anyone who is, is struggling, that they might find some companion along the way to walk with them to Jesus. And I think I, I'm highlighting priests right now um, although it's the same for mothers and fathers and, and, and religious and single people. Um, but I think highlighting priests because I think that, you know, when we go to Mass or we go to church, we want our priests to be strong and uh, we look to them for faith. And so we can, without realize, communicate to them that we need them strong in the faith, which could at times take away from they're also needing to be reverenced if they're in the midst of a kind of wrestling towards greater trust in God. So in all of this, may we be those who who know how to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And not just say it, but really try to live it as best we can, uh, both in, in the moments of joy the moments of sorrow, and then moments in between where just nothing seems to be happening. Um, the, the peace that really is beyond all understanding might truly guard our hearts. And I think that's, that's the prayer in the storm, right? Is that in the midst of everything that is happening, let there be a peace. The same peace that Jesus is experiencing at the bow of that, you know, the stern of that boat, you know. That same peace, let that peace guard my heart. 
so there might like my emotions might be here and there and this might be happening but peace please guard my heart prince of peace guard my heart guard my heart even if it doesn't make sense to the world guard my heart So if you ever want to have a good example of what trust looks like in the midst of the storm, I think that you can really see that in the Psalms. Um, So I'm just going to end today by reading Psalm 142. And I think in this Psalm, you see the beautiful juxtaposition of being honest about, Psalmist is being very honest about his experience of what life is for him. But at the same time, there's such a tone of trust. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought down very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. So I just pray that in the midst of any storm, we might know how to speak that honest word and at the same time, how to fully trust God in the midst of the storm.